We're JC and Jess, and this is Pray For Us. Welcome. It's a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Elliot Glazer. All right, cool. Um, Elliot, hey, thanks hey. so much for being here. Thank you, thanks thank for, you joining for having us. me. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is very exciting. Um, Elliot is an actor, writer, performer. He hosts I do it all. Truly everything. <laughs> the live show Haunting Renditions and the podcast You're Making It Worse. That's right. Yay, thanks for being with yeah, us today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, my pleasure. Or tonight. This evening. This it's an evening. evening. Well, evening is technically what? Like 5.30 to like like sunset? Who cares? That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> when is the evening? <laughs> Let's talk about important stuff. Like where you're from. So you're from sure. Long Island. We were talking am, about yeah. that earlier. We're talking geography. Geography. <laughs> we didn't quite get into names and we won't get into that right now. But oh, I'm oh, sure like we, who we know. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sure we who can went do to that. Camp and I never went to sleepaway camp. I did like day camp because I was too afraid to leave home. Oh, my god! But goodness. I'm an Ivy League. That's the camp that I went to, Ivy League graduate. <laughs> do you, <laughs> does that make you feel smarter? Do you feel no, good about that? No, no, no. My day camp was literally called oh, Ivy I League know. day camp. <laughs> oh, oh, does it make me feel smarter? Uh, no, I don't think I've even brought it up in the last 20 years, quite honestly. It's, it's you know, I mean, it was a, it was a worthwhile, you know, uh, a worthwhile experience. experience as a kid for sure. And I think whether or not my parents planned it, and I would say they probably did plan it, it was a way to really like get get around with, with Jewish kids. Was it specifically for Jewish kids? Not specifically, but it was very Jewy. Yeah. Very Jewy. Like, Usually like turns we did, out that way. That's where I discovered theater, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but that's where as a kid I was like, oh, I you know, I got into theater doing the shows there because um I just bathed in the compliments of adults at that point. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so doing Fiddler on the Roof was like mm. a kind of a internal expl- – like that, that my grandma basically like got wet at that show, just like losing <laughs> her mind. Like he's in the show. It's Fiddler on the Roof. It's all Jews. It's Jew- – like, like her Jewish brain exploded. Just an explosion. And, yeah, truly. Do you remember which role you Of course. Played? I played oh, okay. um, Muddle the Tailor. Oh, my gosh. My cousin <laughs> played Muddle the Taylor on Broadway. On Broadway? Um, yes. Well, I oh believe he was understudy. I am bragging about it. <laughs> wow. Um, but he, when I saw the show, that's the role that he played that night. Oh, my night. God. Yes. Was he in the, what cast was he in? It must have been, uh, it was. I'm Al, praying um, that it's. Alfred Molina. Okay. So it was, he was good. He, I was yeah. going to say there was apparently a, a cast that I missed with Harvey Firestein. Oh. And Rosie O'Donnell. Who did Rosie play? They played Tevya and Golda. Gold- Goldie? Gelda? Golda, Gelda, whatever, the wife. They played oh, husband and wife. I don't know about that. What? Guys, I'm so out of the loop here. I'm from Arizona. I'm from Arizona. I got it. <laughs> I don't like musicals, and I haven't seen Fiddler on the Roof in like 20 years. Like, I don't remember anything about it. A blessing. My yeah. mom would be so ashamed, but I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is Mm-mm. very much the. Certainly the Jewish theater of the Jewish musical of choice, I would say. It's yes. the gold oh, yeah. standard. I also to this day am still kind of floored that it has 
the ability and has he has had the ability to transcend to mainstream audiences because I'm just so programmed to think everyone hates us that I can't imagine that people would be <laughs> like, let's go see this show about like Jews in you know the the turn of the or not even the turn of the century, the turn of a former century. You know, I feel like it has migrating. to be the dancing, right? Like I guess people it's the just dancing. go to see the knees, you know, and they it's like, like sad <laughs> do the knee ice capades. Yeah, 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 the knee dancing. That's right. The music's good. The music's good. Yeah, it's definitely not a top five musical for me, but me it, the music is good. If it comes yeah. on, I'll sing along. I loved learning the sort of Easter egg as a kid that um, B. Arthur, whom I love, was in <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof, and my yes. parents had like the original vinyl. And I would listen to it and Beautiful. be like, that's B, it's B. You know? <laughs> so gay. But yeah, I was so into it. That's amazing. So was your camp a theater camp or you just no. put on a play? It was a just a full-on like day camp with like sports and art. And um, I just like found my way into like an audition for the theater and got in and was I found so much validation in it mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was like living for it basically. But I did sports and you know everything there basically. You know, you're a renaissance zip line. Man. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Discovering my, I, I still was like too. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go to sleepaway camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I still remember very clearly, um, f- uh, like being so in love with this girl in my camp group or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Like, just pining for her so badly. And then we finally, like, became boyfriend and girlfriend. And then before we even had the chance to, I think, even kiss, we were on a – we took a – we were all going to our overnight. Like, one overnight that we do. Oh, you had overnight. We had one. Just one. And it was at, like, a nature center somewhere on Long Island. And on the way there, on the bus, she broke up with me. (gasps) Oh, no. Please tell me you went home. heartbroken. (laughs) No, I stayed, but – that night, she then, I guess, hit on or whatever a you know twelve year old does in that <laughs> oh, capacity. God. But she like hit on this other boy, who said in Savage. front of me, "Absolutely not! I would never do that to my friend, to Elliot." Aww. And that's when I think I sort of like you switched. like felt the brotherhood. <laughs> no, I think that's when I kind of got a, like gay. Like it kind of made <laughs> sense. It was like, oh, like I didn't I didn't know exactly what it was, but suddenly I just felt such a you know appreciation for him. Yeah, not, like, not in like a sexual way, but it was like the brother. Yeah, I guess you could say the brotherhood. I mean, yeah. we looked at Penthouse later, which was weird, but that was certainly a bonding <laughs> experience. But yeah, that was where I like had my true love. And how old were you at that point? 11? 11, 11 oh, or so 12. Young. Uh, too young to fully, I don't know, for me at least, too young to fully grasp my sexuality because up even at that point, like I still remember being very into girls. <laughs> Very, That's very wild. into girls, yeah. And then it just kind of, ch- it really sounds weird, but it feels like it changed right after she dumped me and, and That's broke my heart. Yeah. I guess it turned out okay, though. She kind of helped you Ushered find me into tr- my truth. Yeah, yes. Truly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. not go to sleepaway camp because you were, like, personally, oh. I was so, I got so homesick. Oh my I did God. go, but I just cried every night. Oh, I, would, I, I had such separation anxiety. I would never... I would never have done it. And my sister did it with the same day camp, mm-hmm. but it was like a it wasn't a sleepaway camp as much as they went on trips to different places every week. It was like an adventure camp. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like so uh uh 
impressed slash embarrassed that I couldn't like I was the in the you know the oldest group at that point like eighth yeah. graders and she was four years younger than me and like <laughs> hey, traveling it's not for everyone. but I was like listen you know I'm not going you know that's just not for me I did a lot you know I'd done day camp since I yeah. was a kid and had had you know bounced around a little bit I think as with with friends of mine as well but um yeah, it wasn't until Ivy League that I <laughs> felt at home, at peace. So safe to say that you like your parents and your family? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I was, I had such separation anxiety from my parents that I think was <laughs> mutually enabled. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't, I, to this day, I'm still like, you could have just, you know, pushed me out a little bit. But I think they tried, but my parents are such sweet, you know, kind, loving parents that it, that they mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I don't think they would have, I think they would have um, probably been sad if I had chosen to do sleepaway camp. Do they still live on the East Coast? Mm-hmm. So do you see them frequently or do yeah. you talk a lot? We talk every week. Uh, we text all the time and I see them pretty frequently. This is their first year snowboarding. Oh, in Florida? So in Florida, of course. Boca? In Boca. In I mean, Fort Lauderdale, but yeah. Same uh, We grew up going to—we grew up—my my, um, paternal grandparents bought a condo in uh, Fort Lauderdale in, like, 88, 89. And Get it while it's hot. It's right. And we grew up going there with them and then or just on our own as a family. And so we grew up going there all the time, every year. Um, and incidentally, we <laughs> we shot Broad City there. We, yep. It was supposed to be our grandma's, mine and Alana's grandma, grandma's condo on the show. But we ended up shooting at the actual, like, they let us shoot there. That's oh, amazing. Which was crazy. That's such That's a good so fun cool. fact. I mean, it was, it was, it was nuts because we were literally shooting in front of our grandma's condo in this big community. And, you know, even in between takes, like— People and actors or whatever would go up to my grandma's condo and like nap when my parents made them lunch. It was so surreal, so That's wild. so surreal. But uh, anyway, we went up. We went, grew up going there all the time. And then, um, as a uh, uh, in the last few years, uh, my grandma had passed away, and so my gr- dad and his siblings had ownership of the condo, mm-hmm. and my mom. Was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, we're getting. She was, she's a ballbuster, you know, and she was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, because they didn't want to redecorate and they didn't want to update everything. So my mom was like, nope, we're getting our own. And so <laughs> she for, basically forced my dad to um, buy out his share of the condo, and then literally they got an, their own unit in the same. Uh, oh complex. <laughs> That's what my grandparents have a condo in Siesta Key, Florida. Yeah, and I think that when my grandmother dies that we should sell the condo because Florida is going to sink into the ocean and it's going to be worthless. But right now it's so valuable. Yeah. But we're enjoying it while we can. Of course. And my cousins will like get a different unit in the same apart or like condo complex. Yeah. So that they can like have that proximity, but also have their own space. I mean, that's smart, especially for Jews who have no boundaries. I think that's a really smart move. Which is all of them, yeah, I, I just think. love that my I love that my mom forced my dad into buying out his <laughs> mother's his parents' condo, the chair of his their condo, getting their own. But let me be honest, like it's a big difference, you know. My yeah. that side mm-hmm. of the family did not want to update anything since the '80s, so everything is like peach and 
green mm. and it's a look. Yeah, there's no, you know, like there's not even room for like Wi-Fi in there, quite honestly. And so my parents have a have a unit now that's just beautiful and looks. Yeah, I'm sure it's beautiful. You know, my mom my mom knows how to decorate, and it's but it's just updated. You, it's such a, it's so funny to walk in there and be like, oh, these. These things have been updated since 1988. I had just never <laughs> been able to see one, you know. Are you going to visit them? Well, I guess you would have visited them over the holidays, right? I d- or- yeah, I, I visited them in—I th- went there for Thanksgiving, actually. And then we all went to—this um, is going to sound like bragging, but we never do this kind of thing. But Brag, we, we all please. went to the, <laughs> the Bahamas for—we uh, all went to the Bahamas for— uh, Christmas or whatever. No, I love that. Sounds great. Yeah, it was great. I was in Mexico for Christmas. You were somewhere. I was in Arizona, which okay, never mind. Yeah, I understand. I mean, for me, I am always so. I've just become more open about feeling so shitty at Christmas, Mm -hmm. you know, and like as I'm, you know, in my mid thirties, and so I've spent a long time figuring out, planning how to like celebrate, not celebrate Christmas or whatever, but like exist during it and not feel that existential depression that often has come with it where you just yeah. where I just mm-hmm. have felt so on the outside yeah um, growing up did you usually go away or did you usually stay home and usually just stayed wallow? Yeah, yeah wallowed or you know did the the, the Chinese, Chinese in a movie food, kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. and and like I don't know I as a kid I was jealous of the sort of fest festiveness of Christmas and yeah. Of course, gifts, but like as I've gotten older, I'm jealous of the festivity of the whole holiday season mm-hmm. and how yeah. we don't really get to extend, unless you have kids, I guess, you don't really get to extend that festivity yeah. as much as the uh, Christian people can. I don't give Hanukkah gifts I don't, to yeah. my parents or my sibling. Oh, I'm super jealous of I'm super <laughs> I mean, I jealous get of gifts. that. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super those. jealous of that. Christmas seems so fun, but yeah. I would never celebrate it unless I was married to someone who was right. Christian. Do people ever ask you, because they've asked me, do you put up a tree? All the time. All the time. Well, people are shocked. They're like, shocked. wait, so you don't even like, you don't have decorations. You guys like don't do gifts. I'm like, no, that's not my holiday. People, don't, I, people who are friends of mine don't understand it. They literally can't compute it. And I'm like, I didn't, we didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. Me too. I don't celebrate yeah. Christmas. I, I don't have a tree. I'm not against any. I'm not against Jews that put up trees. I'm really not. I, I think just, I am. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I like it if a Jew it's puts a choice. if a Jew puts up a tree that's like Hanukkah tree. Sure, like you, a Hanukkah bush or like, like blue, that. And yeah. blue, white yeah. lights. Not. I'm not like against the red that, but I, I, I just it's so fascinating that people cannot wrap their heads around the idea that you don't celebrate Christmas. That's interesting coming from you two because I mean I know that both of you are Jewish. My last name is Nacarella, so it's not sounding Jewish, I guess. Mm -hmm. And my dad was not raised Jewish. So people always ask me, thinking that I'm half and half or I do both. But to hear that both of you have been asked that is peculiar. Baffling. Baffling. And it's happened in New York. It's happened in LA. You know, those are the two places I've lived. And people, even growing up as a kid, I was on Long Island and I was in a mildly Jewish area or Jewish enough, Mm -hmm. but I was still often, can still often remember those moments in a classroom where I was the one, the one sole Jewish kid and had to like explain dreidels or (laughs) (laughs) explain the menorah or whatever and be treated like a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like suddenly you're like the face of a religion. You're like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Doesn't that make you, doesn't that then, at least for me, it, 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 
solidifies the feeling of otherness that for sure is so real. It's just so real, real, you yeah. know. Uh, and 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 it can happen for me at least. It can happen in New York. It can happen in Los Angeles. I have family in Utah, and I don't know what Do that. You? Yeah, I don't know what that. They're Jewish and they live in Utah. Yeah, yeah. It was never uh, heard of it. My yeah. my brother's college roommate is from Utah, and he is a Jew. Also, maybe it's huh. your cousin. Uh, maybe it's my cousin. <laughs> There's probably like five of them. Um, that's wild. But what I, part of I, Utah? I don't know. That's okay. Maybe Salt Lake City, but I don't know. That seems right. <laughs> it's <laughs> like imagine. that or Park City. I feel like I those guess. are your options. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure, but you know, interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder. I that that must be really odd. Yeah, mm-hmm. and ultimately, it seems to me like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you, it still has the ability to make you feel so othered. Yeah, you know, I grew up on a cul-de-sac, and every other house on our street was decorated with Christmas lights and, like, decorations and looked so beautiful. And we were, like, the one dark house. Dark. <laughs> dark. I was like, this is so it's embarrassing. Like <laughs> and then, of course, over Hanukkah, like, my mom would put our electric menorah yes, in the window. Us too. Bright blue. Yes. I was like, just don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not opposed to, like, blue and white lights. Yeah. Yes. I think that's cute. Or, or even just festive, like, festive lights that yes. aren't necessarily red and green. I'm all about it. Yeah, why not? You know, I just, yeah, it's just so easy to feel left out yeah. at Christmas, if you ask me. That's my experience. And so, yeah, this yeah. year we 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 did a trip in the past to Miami. We did a, a thing in Miami. But this was the first time we went somewhere, like, super fancy. And uh, It's fun, right? It was really fun. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because not everybody there is Jewish. I, you know, I wouldn't even think most people there are Jewish. Right. But it's so nice to f- to be around other people and not yes. sort of yeah. know, slumped slumped up together in a movie. Not, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with seeing a movie and having Chinese food, but it's nice to be around other people outside just of like your family. like celebrating life. Yeah. Just like being there. Yes. Enjoying. Yeah. The thing that also sucks when you're not on vacation and you're celebrating or it's like Christmas or Easter, everything is closed. Everything you is closed. You can't do shit all day. Yep. Easter, I'm like, What? And that's the day where I'm like, I could really, like, get some stuff done today. I would yeah. love to, like, run an errand or, like, <laughs> well, get my nails is, like, done or something. You can't Christmas, do like, is great. But, like, Easter, I have no Easter envy. I'm not, like, dying oh, to celebrate. I don't no. care about eggs. Or, you know, the candy's fine. Like the but, color palette. Yeah, the color palette's I, nice. No. But I don't—but okay. I've never had that envy. And so when Easter—the day of Easter itself, I'm like—the <clears throat> the holiday itself, I'm like— Wait, what is this? Like, it seems so gruesome. Also, it's a Sunday. So it's, <laughs> it's like no one yes, gets school off or yeah. work off. Everyone is just like. You're good about doing nothing on Sundays, though. Well, yes. Sunday is I do nothing on yeah, Sunday. Your, your third day I won't rest. make I won't make any plans <laughs> on Sunday. It's really uh, not productive, but. I respect it, is it what though. what it is. Um, were you bar mitzvahed? I was bar mitzvahed. Um, Tell us everything. We were. Uh, we were. I was in a in a Hebrew school that was quote unquote secular, which means it oh. wasn't a traditional Hebrew school. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It wasn't cool for me because, I, but I, I I just didn't like it. But I don't think I would have liked a regular Hebrew school anymore. I just didn't like any of it. But this was like a secular Hebrew school where you didn't really learn much Hebrew. It was all the cultural teachings okay. of Judaism. That's oh, that's like where we I would like that. Yeah. Oh, really? Maybe. So, 
A fun <laughs> fact about me, I used to teach Sunday school in Silver Lake. Oh, wow. And it was like the same format. Like I for a while, you weren't allowed to like talk about God or say God. Sure. And a lot of the kids come from like mixed faith families sure, yeah. or interfaith families. So it's very progressive, but it's so different than what my like Hebrew school Sunday school mm. experience was like. Yeah, mine was up. very untra- my, mine was very untraditional. There was very little Hebrew, but it was all about the music, about the history, about the people, about the. I think we did the. I'm sure we did I'm the sure, Holocaust yeah. and like, yeah, just learning the cultural aspects of it. So my bar mitzvah wasn't. I wasn't reading a haftorah portion in Hebrew. I was doing a sort of book report on a Haftorah portion. Well, gotcha. I feel like that's a lot more useful for a 13-year-old yeah. trying yeah. to like step into themselves. And I think so at the time. Like, of course, I completely forget what mine was about. But, Same. But oh, I, I remember. You don't remember your— Not at all. Oh. Mine was up. about the flood. Mm. And then I compared it to, like, the tsunami in Thailand because it oh, was around smart. the same time. Oh, my God. Yes. I could you. look mine up. There's plenty of incredibly embarrassing videos where I'm wearing— uh, a suit that I literally look like I'm wearing like a Steve Harvey suit. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Thirteen years old and like giant. Like look, I'm like David Byrne, basically. What color was like it? slate gray? Oh <laughs> my god! So Long Island, like like a mob, enough a mafia boss. And I assume you wore a tie. I did wear a tie, and the other funny thing from that will tell the that will sort of give you a time imp- a time stamp on the video is all the moms are wearing like head to toe floral. Like oh, prairie yes. dresses doing the Macarena. Oh my God. I forgot that like at Bar and Bat Mitzvah parties, they have like the Macarena and like cha-cha the Cha Cha Slide. And electric then the other slide. we play the electric, slide. Yes, electric Coke and Pepsi. Slide. Coke and yes, Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi. These were all games that I was absolutely petrified of and would sit on the sidelines and pray that nobody made me. Like play these games. Oh, I didn't no. like the bar and bat mitzvah games either. Oh, I didn't want. I just I wanted to dance. Just give me some good music. <laughs> Don't make me like sit on someone's lap and like run across the dance floor. Like I'm wearing socks. I'm going to slip. Like well, what's funny with liability. me is that my sister, who's four years younger than younger than me, she did go to they, like after the experiment with me. <laughs> sent my sister <laughs> great to regular Hebrew school, and she learned a regular haftor portion and did it, you know, at a temple, and it was all up and and um. You know, on the up and normal, and um, but then <laughs> Lana likes to say that the theme of her bar mitzvah was <laughs> depression because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she was visibly, you know, we're mentally ill. Like, I think everyone at twelve everyone. going on thirteen is yeah. mentally unstable. Yes. But my parents, like, sort of against type, hired like bar mitzvah hype guys, and so Incredible. my poor sister with like her hair straightened <laughs> oh, no. is like forced to like. Dance with these buffoons, oh, you no. know, and these, and it's like, oh, poor, th- felt, you know, I feel bad for her looking yeah, at that stuff. Yeah. I had brought my high school girlfriend with me at the time who I was always making excuses about, like, not hanging totally. out with, you know. <laughs> and my, my, that, of course, made my grandma so happy, except yeah. when she found out she wasn't Jewish, she was less happy. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, well, it's about to get worse, you know. <laughs> don't, don't get too uh, down about this. Um, but yeah, they, it was. It was a choice, this sort of secular Hebrew school thing. Did you have a theme for your bar mitzvah, or an intentional theme at least? I I don't remember. I I think it was like just New York City. Pretty banal for classy. I guess classy, yeah. Yeah, You know, pretty like standard for a tri-state area kid. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Different parts of the city or whatever. (laughs) You're at the (laughs) Upper East Side table. Yeah, right. (laughs) I want to know who decided bar and bar mitzvahs needed to have themes. Like, why is that a thing? Listen, I will never forget— 
I'm sure you guys went to some pretty wild, ostentatious yeah. bar mitzvahs, yeah, especially yeah. in up Westchester. Yeah. And in Long Island, it's no different. But I'll never forget making the connection at one kid's bar mitzvah where it was almost like they held it in a sports dome. Not a dome, but like a sports center, like a, like a Dave & Buster's, a huge space. But I will never remember, never forget connecting the dots the moment when th- I realized they had one of those um, – almost like a telephone, like a public telephone booth with the wind and the, the fake money. Yes. Uh-huh. And I, I remember as a kid this. being like, wait a minute, that's a terrible idea for us oh to be seen <laughs> grabbing at money, like oh in a wind no. machine. Like those are the worst optics we could possibly have. And yet here we are at this bar mitzvah grabbing at money, like like greedy monsters in a, in a booth. Like get the photographer. Like, it's not a good awful, What an awful idea. So forget, I mean, like, Themes is one thing, but, like, where did that – who came up with the idea of hype guys and these games and the the, the money pit and all this, like, yeah. crazy, crazy and shit? And the merch. The oh, yeah, merch. The merch, the merch is the, the videos. best part. Yeah. But do – I'm trying to think, like, that's not what a that's, – that's not what you see at a – What's what happens when a kid gets <laughs> a Christian or Catholic kids get um, oh, confirmation? confirmation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was wrong. Not baptized. I was gonna say baptized too, but a confirmation. Oh, there's another one. I'm blanking. With the uh, I, I know. know. I can't That's I have fine. the visual aid in my head of my Christian friends. Me too. Kids, it's like but the I can't thing. Uh confirmation. We'll yeah. Later. Oh, I literally have no idea. The only other thing that comes to mind is a quinceanera. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like those are pretty extra too. Those are pretty extra, Different. yeah. Mm-hmm. A christening. A christening. There you That's go. That's it. Is it, it doesn't a baby get christened? Oh. We need someone to set this us straight. Is embarrassing. No idea. We'll look into this. Not the faintest. Um sometimes I'm I think about it's fine. <laughs> I'll just I'm gonna think of it in the middle of the podcast and just say it, and you're all gonna be like, oh. Sometimes I think about how much money my bat mitzvah cost. And I was like, I wish I could have just had like a small luncheon and just pocketed the rest. Absolutely. And that's a very reasonable thing to, I think, think of, especially as an adult. You're like, you blew that money on what? (laughs) On like a, you know, a a DJ? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. We we were, I think, more, (laughs) I think we were more restrictive because I was, we were, you know, pretty middle class. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a crazy affair. I mean, Ultimately, I didn't go to a, a regular Hebrew school because it was a little too out of the price point for my parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but ultimately, I think it was <laughs> honestly, I think it was my grandparents who were like, uh-uh, Alana's going to regular Hebrew school. We're paying for it. No <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts about it. But my bar mitzvah was, you know, pretty, pretty normal, pretty tame. But I, of course, was like, I wanted my parents to go. I was awful. I wanted them to go all out. <laughs> yeah. I wanted them to spend so much money on it. Like, it just had no bearing on me at all, you know? Well, yeah. you have no concept of money when you're 13. You really very don't. Little. I don't have a concept of money now. When I hear how much <laughs> weddings cost, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, crazy. buy a house. Yeah, get yeah. a house. I think eloping is great for that reason. I'm very interested in eloping. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, this is not Jewish, but my as a teenager— my uh, one of my best friends for her 16th birthday was like not a sweet 16 type at all. No, I mean, not even close. You know, we were mm-hmm. like uh, artsy, nerdy, funny people, whatever. That was that was our thing. <clears throat> so ultimately for her 16th birthday, her parents were like, you don't want a, a sweet. And she was like, no, no, no. And so her f- parents were nice enough to be like, well, what can we what can we do for your 16th birthday? 
And we at that time were obsessed with Cats the musical, like in how awful it was. I know, I know. So at the time, we were obsessed with how bad it was because I think it was the 20th anniversary of the show at that point. 25th or something, whatever mm-hmm. it was, we were like, how are, pe- how do people, see-? like we were flummoxed by it, you know, the existence yeah. of it as mm-hmm. the way people are now with the movie. We were flummoxed then. And so her parents were nice enough to get five of us tickets to Cats. We just, you know, let, went into the, you know, we took, we went into the city all the time. But yeah, like, like went to Carmine, yeah, saw Cats. Like, we went to, who knows, I don't even know where we went. And then we, we were obsessed with Cats and it was one of the I've never cried so hard since that cried laughing <laughs> cried laughing sorry we were hissed quietly and politely as possible hysterical laughing with tears running down our face that's, that's an amazing really sweet 16 I saw Dying. Rent for one of my friends sweet 16 like we went and all saw Rent and then we were yeah. like eh. that's it but that's <laughs> pretty dark yeah that, uh, it's pretty dark yeah mm-hmm. although now you look back at it and it's like a fairy it's like a it's so what's I don't know what the right word is, but it's 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 so cavalier about <laughs> such adult topics. It's like a Disney version of like adulthood. I mean, it's kind of perfect. It's but perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. I didn't even realize what Rent was about until like five years ago. I was like, totally. Oh, that's what they were singing. That's about? exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was just going to say that because I saw it when it came to the Pantages with a bunch so of did friends. I. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, my friends. Uh, have a pot had a podcast called um oh my god <laughs> <We're> <laughs> I'm blanking, but it's a rent podcast no way yeah it was amazing and Uh-oh, i have to listen to that i can't why am i blanking on the name but anyway it was a great podcast about rent but every song in rent so a bunch of us went to go see the show and, and i really had that same experience of being like that's what they were saying like i knew every lyric yeah. but i had yeah. no idea what it meant it's a sobering realization. I feel like that's part of becoming an adult. Absolutely. Is like rewatching everything. What AZT break means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my adulthood has been, as a Long Island kid, like my adulthood has been slowly learning what every reference in We Didn't Start the Fire is. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, Bay of Pigs Invasion. Got it. Like every now and then I check new, something every new month, off the list that Billy Joel one. said. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so when did when did the comedy start for you? Um, well, I mean, I was always a very, it's weird. I was a very, very, very hammy kid. And, um, my sister was a little bit more introverted. And so basically as, as adults, we've kind of swapped that and she's become more extroverted and I've become more introverted, I think with my comedy. Mm -hmm. But, um, ultimately, uh, we both started doing, um, improv in New York at the UCB in 2007, 2008. And so for me, I was basically cutting my teeth doing that from 2007 to 2014 doing improv, then kind of leaning into stand-up and storytelling mm-hmm. and really trying to find my place. And my sister and I had a um, a long-running sketch comedy show at the UCB uh, that was a, a a spoof of High School Musical. So it was like oh, a love. very – yeah, simple premise show about a high school talent show. And we did it every month for several years and really built a community that way and got to know everybody. And then it was, I would say things got legitimate in 2014 when I um, got my first writing job on a show and had mm-hmm. a video go super viral. And, and that's, so 2014 is when I think think of, of a real actual beginning with 
yeah, representation too. Yeah. Were your parents always like supportive or what did mm-hmm. they think of your career choice? Uh, they were, I mean, you know, they're Jewish. So they're like supportive to, to, a, an, extent. to an extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it really does become about like, you know, economic reasonability and saving mm-hmm. and having and smart decisions and never making any, you know, there were no, there were no room, there was no room for like, dumb decisions oh yeah you know so i went to nyu and i studied sort of a weird mishmash of cultural theory and music and i went to school in an opera opera scholarship initially and then trans transferred within nyu to like film and tv basically and did a really wide-reaching that is so cool yeah well i mean (laughs) i mean i guess not but (laughs) it wasn't cool when i was like looking at a life of (laughs) Classical music <laughs> and opera. I was like, I don't want to. This is not what I want. Um, but yeah, finding right a choice. musical path came through comedy years later, basically. And that's what Haunting Renditions is, which I started yeah. in 2014 as well, um, which is a it's a live show with <clears throat> a full band and me singing operatic versions of like very, very dumb pop songs with sort of waxing yeah. poetic about it, mm-hmm. but in a, like a smart, stupid way and treating it like like a, a storytellers or, or like MTV Unplugged or something. But I'm singing, you know, Lou Bega or like Smash Mouth or something. Lou Bega. <laughs> Haven't heard that name in a— Well, I try to choose songs that have, j- like have just left your periphery. Like Who Let the Dogs Out? Yeah, like Baja Men yeah. or Blue Cantrell mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, oh, yeah. uh, things names that you're like, you j- you've totally forgotten, but the moment you hear them, it— it comes like anytime back to fastball comes on the fastball, radio, fastball, of I'm course, like, oh, yes, fastball. Which is, but fastball we wouldn't do because fastball made really good music. Okay, fair. <laughs> but also, well, you know, and then I'll do like low hanging fruit, like a Paula Abdul song or a Katy Perry song sure. or Avril Lavigne. But we really switch it up, and so now it's been um, six years of the show, and we have a library of at this point like twenty five songs, and we do like. Nine or ten per show, but we have special guests, and I do yeah. it in smaller cities and at festivals. So it's really a um, it's a brand, uh, for lack of a less obnoxious term. Yeah, I think that's fitting. I think yeah. everyone's goal, like all millennials, are like people who are starting out are like, I just like want to build a brand, or like my resume it's needs the to build a brand, or my Instagram is like part of my brand. How do you stand out without a brand? You it's don't. true. Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a, um, a, 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 a ugh, I don't know, it's like a, an evil, a necessary, necessary evil of our evil. world now. Yeah. Totally. Everybody, even the most private citizens are like, well, what am I, what's my brand? And it sucks. I mean, I, even I'm like reticent to post... I'm so careful with Instagram because, I don't know, I feel like everything has such a reach. The algorithm is so unknowable that it will get to the people who want to see it. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be careful or thoughtful about what I'm doing. And the second you post it, it's it's – yeah, out there. Mm-hmm. Screenshot, screen record. And the president mm-hmm. of the United States on Twitter the other night congratulated uh, <laughs> the great Kansas. state of Kansas. Oh my god, Kansas. But he had. I mean, it's weird to live in a world where he thinks that somehow, somehow, if he deletes it, no one will know that it happened. Insane. He's the leader of the free world. He has 
multi, multi, multi-million people following him on Twitter. He has the world is looking at him, and he thinks that if he deletes his tweet and reposts it, no, <laughs> no one will have notice. known that he called that he he saluted Kansas. I mean, I, it's astounding. But that's crazy too because that to me is not very different from the idea of like my mom cultivating her brand on Instagram, whatever that might be, you know? Does, Does your mom your, have a I brand on Instagram? Say that. I was yeah. like, tell me about I your mom's Instagram. I don't know how cognizant she is of a brand, but yeah, I mean, whether or not she knows it, like Sandy has a brand, you know? There's a brand there. My dad's Facebook. He'll like, he's a, he's very like comedic and jokey. And so he'll post in his sort of, his the way that he speaks sort of, his, his sort of repertoire of, of terms. He calls mm-hmm. people yeah. dogs and sports. And I, I don't know. He's got his whole thing going. I love um, that. Yeah, it's great. Every, people, everyone loves my parents. But uh, <laughs> it's, they really do. People love my parents. So you are still close with your parents. You yeah. talk pretty frequently. Yeah. Are you, how like religious are you relative to how they raised you? Not we were we were very um, reform, you know. Okay. I mean, celebrated the basics and the high high holy holidays, and you know, went to temple for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. and we did, you know, I think we we did Sukkot a little bit. My dad made a um, Sukkot seems like fun. I never Sukkot yeah. is it's it's just nice yeah it's like fruits it's just mm-hmm. fruits in a hut it's nice That's, yeah great it's very autumn autumnal mm-hmm. <laughs> i just have nothing but good you know lovely warm memories of, of those yeah um but why am i forgetting the name of the thing the sukkah right i was gonna say <laughs> sukkah. but that's not that's, that's for, for the weddings. weddings yeah uh but we were raised you know quite reform and then um into adulthood you know i think <laughs> my parents, tr- my dad has is the one who's tried to maintain a semblance of um, connection to the religion, and and they would always waffle on like whether or not to be part of a synagogue if they were going to go so rarely. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so they would go back and forth, and eventually um, they left the synagogue where we went as a family, and then started going to a small offshoot that a bunch of family friends go to that is a small community mm-hmm. uh, and, and is led by literally a family friend. He's not a rabbi. That sounds nice. so fun. Yeah, and they would just, we should do that. They would go to that and it's like a, it would feel more, I don't know, it felt more personal to them. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it was wildly reformed, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. they, that was where they would go for the high holidays. Um, and now... <clears throat> weird not I don't know if it's weird or not but I have personally become more interested in Judaism as a as an adult um in as much as seeing how uh the cultural aspects of it to me feel so appealing when I look back yeah. at the history yeah even yeah. and from personal history to the history of Jews I feel like pride when I look at it and mm-hmm. I pride when I think about it. And that has caused me to become more interested in it. And have, and I've been, you know, sort of uh, searching that part of the, 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 the world at this point. I'm going to Israel in April. Oh, you are. Yeah. Have you been? I've never been. You're going to love it. No. Well, I was too afraid to go to Birthright. 
I oh, haven't gone on birth or anything. Oh, I went on birth, right. <laughs> I was like, I can't be away from my family. It's like, what? I lived in the city. I lived in New it's York like City. It's like two weeks. It's like nothing, yeah. But I was like, I don't know, you know. Even moving to L.A. from New York was like a big deal well, for Well, that is a big uh, deal. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. My mom's first reaction when I told told her was, <laughs> well, I'm not helping you pack. <laughs> are you going uh, to Israel with a group or are you? Yeah, I'm going with this group called Reality, which sounds like a terrifying cult, but it's not. I feel like that's kind of what Birthright is. Yeah, so this is cult. like. Yes, yes. Well, this is like Birthright, but it's not all Jews. It's open to anybody. Oh. And it's run by the. Schusterman Foundation, I think it's called. Are you getting that for Jewish. free or? Yes. So wow. they, yeah, they, it's, but it's, you have to be nominated and then you have to apply. Mm. Okay. And they pick, uh, I think it's like two dozen, um, I, I don't know what the right word is, leaders in their field or something. Oh, well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, mazel tov. <clears throat> Thank you. And, they, and they, they parse each trip out. One is like storytellers. One is tech. That's so One is pr- Gay pride. Cool. Yeah. So they do a handful of them during the year at different points. And the people who have been on the trip before now become the um, group leaders. And oh, so wow. you all go together and it's apparently – and, and H. Allen, my friend uh, yeah. who was on the show, mm-hmm. went on the trip. Um, he didn't nominate me. Another friend did incidentally. But Allen went on the trip. And apparently, I mean, it is wildly educational in the sense that they – they bring you to places the, – the, the schedule is so nonstop that you are scheduled, like, down to the hour. Yeah, And it's yeah. constant, it and there's no downtime, but it's apparently an incredible experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, really excited about it. I, I've no, that never thought amazing. I would go before, never thought that deeply. About, I mean, my sister and I were talking about going together, which we still might do, but, yeah, yeah. but I – when my friend Travis told me about this, and, and I, I was, like, just fascinated by it. And I feel like you, as you age, get older, you get more out of an experience like that yeah. than going when you're, like, trying to oh, for get sure. drunk and, like, fuck Israeli soldiers at oh, 16 yeah, yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, cool. I mean, I maybe I would have been different if I'd known I could fuck Australia, uh, <laughs> Israeli <laughs> soldiers <laughs> as a kid. But, um, uh, yeah, this should be—I mean, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I— I uh, I just I'm excited for what what it will be, what it will look like, and and it, you'll have good weather. April is nice. I wouldn't there. go if it weren't. I wouldn't go in the dead yeah. the dead of yeah, summer. That's I wouldn't what go. I, did. If, I couldn't couldn't do that. And and that was honestly my. I mean, listen, that's my thing. I, I if we're talking about brands, my brand is sweating. Me, and, me too. Yeah. I, Every other podcast, I start by saying. I'm sweating. I need to take something off. Yes. And she always edits it out because it's not anything. Well, yeah, sure, I'll obviously. keep this in though. But like I, my brand is sweating. I always. just sweat a hundred percent of the All time. All of the time, and I couldn't go to Israel if even Alan, you know, who knows me well, is like, it's going to be hot. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going in April when it's supposed to be like in the fifties or sixties. Yeah. He's like, it'll still be hot and you'll still sweat, but you don't have to freak out. It's not going to be like. The dead of summer, and I'm, I'm yeah. like, well, thank you for trying to re- prepare me, <laughs> but I'm also going to be fully prepared with my headbands and personal Go fans, prepared. and yeah, I'm going prepared. I climbed Masada at 113 degrees <sighs> Fahrenheit, yeah, and did. I did cry. I cried every day I was yeah, there. I threw a me. full-blown tantrum. That's not for me. I think me. my parents wanted to disown me as a yeah, child. That's like, not for I me. was a but what's, sweaty but, brat. But that's not crazy. It's 113 degrees. I agree. That is very hot. I, you Very probably hot. should not be hiking in that. Uh, type that's of what weather. I said. Why did you hike in that heat? 
that was the day we were going, and oh we were God. there, and it was a nightmare. So oh, God, it's very dangerous awful. sounding. The good news is, I think if you sweat a lot, that means you're well hydrated. So congratulations. I drink a lot of water. Yeah, me too. Drink a lot of water. Um, we wanted to play a game with you. Sure. Okay. Oh, we're doing the game. We're doing a game. Great. Okay. We don't always do a game, but when we do, it's pretty mediocre. So okay. get Love excited. A mediocre game. <laughs> okay. The name of the game is Chill Juice. And you basically chill, chill, juice. chill like relaxed <laughs> yeah, juice. Yeah, got it. You chill. have to guess if this famous Jew is chill or not. Okay. Or you might know. Like, we don't yeah. know. Oh. Do you want to? I mean, prob- I don't know who you know. Okay. But I don't know if these Jews are yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. First person, Larry David. Chill. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chill. I, I, I know that from working with Susie Essman. She played my uh-huh. mom on Broad City. and oh, yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> she's like, Larry is, Larry is, Larry is Larry, but he really is such a nice guy. Yeah. That I think, I that, love yeah, to there's hear a it. level of chillness there. Unless we're, unless we're going on a bell curve here. Uh, Bette Midler. Not. There is no chill there's there. There's no chance, right? No. She's, can you imagine? She's not a fucking Bette Midler. She's, she's a diva. Chill. She's a literal diva. She's like, what I think of when I hear the word diva. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no chill there. Her being chill would be off-brand. Exactly. Um, okay. Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher is wildly chill. She is so—Fran Drescher is so cool, and she played my aunt on Broad City and is <laughs> oh, genuinely— This is such a full—I oh shouldn't be God. shocked that you know these people because they're all Jewish. So well, I mean, there's very few of us, but Fran is— not only chill, but like one of the shrewdest business I totally people I've ever met. That she was I love so that. City. That was incredible. She's one of the coolest people I've ever met. Wow, I love that. So very chill. This is just our way of getting information out of you. <laughs> is what this game is. Um, the next one is Diane von Furstenberg, which I know I said her oh. name wrong. No, I don't right. think she's chill. She's that, that she's the not. marriage that mm-hmm. she's in is Confirmed already not wild. Chill. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next person on the list is Barry Diller, who's her husband. I don't think there's chill. There's no chill there. That house yeah. is. Probably controlled chaos. That marriage has to be controlled chaos. I don't even he's know gay. if it's controlled. Yeah, he yeah. is. Uh huh. It's a. Oh, it's yeah. like a, ma- a friendship marriage. Ugh, yeah, I love Hollywood. Yeah. Interesting. That's not even. That's like New York to me. That's yeah. very New York. Where it's like he's gay, she's not. They're married. Who cares? Move on. You know. <laughs> Should be their uh, slogan. All right. Next one, Benjamin Netanyahu. Oh, Phoebe. I, 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 I don't think there's. I can't. You can't be chill. No, no, not, I think like, no, position, not in this not position. Him. Yeah, Ivanka Trump. Ugh, uh, uh, no, how can you be chill when no. you're, you know, uh, complicit in the destruction of the of the Western <laughs> society? No, there's she's she's a uh, she's a terrifyingly chill free, <laughs> terrifyingly chill free robot. Yes, I resent even saying she's Jewish. Like, I, I resent know, even having to. Th- I hate. I actually resent you putting her on this list. I just she have to think about her, like beyond. I still can't believe that we have to think about her beyond being like in three scenes of The Apprentice. You oh, know? I know the fact oh that God, she's in our government is, an ast- it still astounds me. Her shoe line was before she was who she is. Was okay. Sure. Yes. We didn't know but, what we know now, though. Right. Oh, of course. But that's what it feels like. The, it doesn't feel like the natural order of things for us to know the things we now know. That we have oh, to completely. think about her in that way. Yeah. All you should know about Ivanka Trump is she was on The Apprentice and her shoe line was okay. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, All right, next. Ale- Elena Kagan. 
Is that oh, yeah. She's she's very chill. I mean, I'm sure. Kind of Supreme Court. Yeah. Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan. I think she is so intelligent and so admirable. But I do think she is surprisingly chill. I think I agree with you. Yeah. She seems Based on me. what? I don't know. She's that vibe. Like her face. Her vibe. Yeah. Her face like and her chill. vibe. She seems low maintenance. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I imagine it, too. Mm-hmm. Next right. one. Sheryl Sandberg. No, 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 chill, no chill, no chill. No, 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 no. There's no chill chill? there. Wait, the next one? Is it Hari Neff or Harry? Hari. Hari. Hari, I I think, is probably surprisingly chill. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I would say chill. I would say chill, too. I agree. That concludes our game. Oh, great. (laughs) It's a pretty, I think it's a... Eclectic list. It that is was, an eclectic that list. That was a good list. Just. We try to cover the spectrum. Yeah, I love it. I love a. I love a reasonable exp, uh, a list of us for a subjective game. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my god, thanks oh, for your having voice me. Just went so calm. It, did. it sounded so lovely. Oh, my voice <laughs> is almost never calm. It feels calm to me. Oh, thank you. But this was so fun. Thank you. Really pre- Wait, I'm that's sorry. It's doing it again. It's doing it again. Well, this was so Bye. much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, how did we say we were going to end it? God bless. God bless, Elliot Glazer. <laughs> God bless. God bless. <laughs> all right. Bye. I'll, I'll end it the way Oprah ended her TV show, which I still think is the funniest thing of all time. God be to the glory. <laughs> God be to the glory. Damn. Love that. Thanks for joining us, Elliot. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Elliot Glazer with one L. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review us. Follow us on Insta at Pray For Us Pod. And if you feel like it, send us a note at PrayForUsPod at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs>